Welcome to another episode of the We Believe podcast with Pastor A. Today we look at one habit that characterized the life of Christ on earth. Before we do that, I just want to say you don't want to miss any of our episodes. Therefore, do subscribe, but also sharing is caring. So share with somebody who might need this. So do what is necessary. Share this wonderful podcast with friends and family. Jesus was characterized by a habit of prayer throughout his ministry here on earth. For example, when you read Mark chapter 1, verse, um, verse 35, it says, And in the morning rising up great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, there prayed. So our Lord Jesus Christ was in a habit of waking up early, going to a solitary pray, a place, there he prayed, right? So you will begin to understand that the life of Jesus Christ here on earth, when he had his ministry for three years, the Bible does show that frequently Jesus Christ prayed. He regularly separated himself from the people and he prayed. In fact, before he could start his ministry here on earth, the Bible says he actually went away from people. He went away from everyone, and he went to the wilderness. There he fasted, and he prayed to God for 40 days and 40 nights. In fact, that is when he got to be tempted by the enemy. But the point here is that before he could even venture into his ministry, prayer was a prerequisite in his ministry. Prayer was necessary, so Jesus saw it fit to separate himself for 40 days and 40 nights to just go and seek the face of the Lord. When Jesus was preparing for the cross, when he knew that the mission he's about to accomplish or what he was about to do on the cross, that it was a challenging one, it was a difficult one. The Bible says he went to the garden at Gethsemane and were there he prayed. In fact, he prayed three times that particular night. He really prayed. He prayed, and the Bible says he disciples struggled to keep up uh, with prayer, even though he encouraged his disciples to watch and pray. The point here, or what I'm trying to highlight, is the fact that Jesus Christ, before he could even die for us on the cross, he prayed to gather strength or to gather the necessary strength. Also, you need to be aware of the fact that even on the cross, Jesus continued to pray. He prayed on the cross. He even, I mean, there are those famous words whereby he say, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatani. He continued to pray. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So his life was characterized by prayer. Even on the cross, he was a man of prayer. Even in the 
darkest hour of his life, whereby he was forsaken by God for our sake, so that we should not be forsaken. Because today we have this blessed assurance that God will never leave us nor forsake us, because God did indeed leave and forsook Jesus at that cross, because God could not look at what his son had become. He was carrying our sins. He was carrying the sins of man. Even at that very point, Jesus prayed. And let's continue. So we also, when we look at the Bible or when we look at scriptures, that we understand that the disciples said they also want to be taught to to pray. And Jesus did indeed teach them how to pray. In fact, Jesus taught us how to pray. But my favorite, what I really love about our Lord Jesus Christ, this is like my favorite because I think my own father here on earth at some point when we were little, he really emphasized uh, the scripture. And uh, this scripture has to do with the woman, or rather the widow, that really uh, seeked uh, for, for justice. And Jesus uses this story to show us that if we are persistent in prayer, we will get justice. And therefore, we have to be aware that Jesus emphasized prayer in his ministry. He has emphasized the fact that we have to be persistent in prayer. We have to seek justice. We must seek what is necessary. So when we live in this Difficult times, challenging times, these unjust times. It is our responsibility, it is our role as people to seek justice. And how do we seek for justice? We seek the face of God. We ask God to render or to give justice in our time. And and we want to just thank the Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for bringing justice in our time. We want to thank him that there will be justice around us, there will be justice in our lives, there will be justice in our ministries, our families, everywhere we go, there will be mercy and justice because we seek the face of the Lord to bring justice here on earth. So, Really, we can't uh, really uh, uh, overlook the fact that the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ was a ministry of prayer, and that is something that he emphasized, and that is what the Bible continues to emphasize. But the point here is that Jesus, his ministry, was characterized by prayer right here on earth. Now, if the Son of God, if God himself in the flesh, if God amongst his people, if Jesus, the anointed one, the ultimate one, the author and the finisher of our faith, prayed when he was on earth, we have to follow his example of living a life of prayer, be in a habit of doing what our master did. So to be effective in matters of life or career, we need to look into, unto Jesus and do as he did. We need to also cultivate a life characterized by the habit of prayer. Prayer is a habit because, number one, it requires discipline. For you to pray, you require discipline. Number two, prayer requires commitment. 
for you to, to, to pray, you need to be committed to prayer. Thirdly, prayer requires consistency. As I've already mentioned that um, when you look at the book of Luke, uh, Jesus teaches there that we have to be persistent in prayer. Meaning, for us to be persistent will require discipline, will require commitment, and will require consistency. So we have to pray without giving, we have to pray without ceasing, and to do that we require discipline. We have to be disciplined. It requires discipline, commitment, and consistency for you to regularly pray to the Lord. For example, the Bible says, early in the morning, Jesus went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So right there, discipline is required. Right there, commitment is required. So for us to be prayerful people, for us to be people who are looking unto Jesus, who are doing what Jesus did while he was here on earth, we definitely need to be disciplined. Uh, to, to be disciplined, we need to be committed, but not only that, we need to be consistent because prayer is not a once-off thing. It is a lifestyle. Prayer, it is a lifestyle because prayer is of faith. So it is a lifestyle. And it is a habit because, after all, habits are a lifestyle that I've already mentioned in the previous episode that uh, we need to put a premium on this uh, lifestyle. Hallelujah and glory to God. So let us put a premium to this habit of prayer. Let us prioritize us. Let's give prayer everything that we have. Prayer is a Godly habit that can be cultivated. Yeah. You need to be aware of that. Let me repeat that. Prayer is a godly habit that can be cultivated. So what I'm trying to say here, you are not born prayerful. It is a habit that you cultivate. You need to be aware of the fact that prayer is a habit and can be cultivated. Hallelujah and glory to God. Now, if prayer, it is indeed a habit that can be uh, cultivated, you need to be aware that um, there is an advantage that this habit carries uh, with as you follow through with it, as you practice prayer, as you practice this godly habit. Number one. Prayer gets you to receive the attention of God the Father. When you pray, you attract the attention of God the Father. Number two, prayer gets you to appropriate the promises of God. There is so much that has been promised to us, his children, in Scripture. And for us to see it as a reality in our lives, we have to appropriate that by faith, and the first step of doing that is to pray, is to pray in line with the promises of God. So we appropriate the promises of God for our lives through prayer. Number three, prayer gets you to align yourself with the will and purpose of God. 
You want to be in the will of God. You want to be in the purpose of God. You want to fulfill, you want to serve the purpose of God in your generation. Therefore, prayer is necessary. Prayer is imperative. Put a premium on prayer. Prayer is so it's so absolutely necessary. We have to pray so that we can be in the will of God. Without prayer, we can be in the will of God. And that is why Jesus regularly prayed so that he's always aligned with the will of God. When, we, when he taught us to pray, there's a line that says, uh, let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So that is what we have to pray for. We have to pray for our alignment with the purpose and the will of God right here on earth and glory to God. Number four, prayer will charge us up, will charge up your faith in other ways and transform your dreams into reality. In other words, it transforms your hope into substance. It brings habit, evidence to what you are hoping for. What I just said here is that prayer charges up our faith. And I just want to say praise Jesus, glory to God. And then I think this is number five now. Is that number five? Yes, I've lost count. But number five is that Persistent prayer will transform you to becoming determined and tenacious. So if you are struggling about issues of determination and tenacity in other aspects of your life, we can easily trace that to the fact that maybe is that you are not prayerful. Because a prayerful person, a person who's disciplined, committed and consistent in prayer, they will also be tenacious. In other words, prayer will transform you to become determined and tenacious. Number six, Jesus wants us to watch and pray because it pleases God and glory to God, our Lord and Savior. Number seven, other habits that have positive impact in our lives and ministry are best are best in prayer, or rather, are best through prayer. So, if you are looking or you want to develop some godly habits, I can tell you now, all good habits are best through prayer. Prayer is the starting point for the believer because. When we pray, that's when we begin to give birth to godly habits that we end up manifesting on a, on the daily basis. So as for, for this is what I just said now here, this is very imperative, this is important, this is within the context of the believer. So this does not necessarily apply to a person who's not a believer. So we have to really understand what I'm trying to teach here, that uh, other habits for the believer are birthed through prayer. Outside prayer, it will be very difficult to, 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 to give birth to godly habits. 
Let's see if we continue to keep track here. Yeah, I think it's number eight. Prayer has the potential to move the arm that moves the whole world. In other words, prayer has an influence in the agenda of God Almighty, and we praise God. So any prayer that is in line with the will of God will move indeed the arm that moves the world. And lastly, which is number nine, prayer can help us achieve justice. We live in unjust times, but when we pray, we receive justice for ourselves, we receive justice for our families, we receive justice for our companies, we receive justice for our colleagues, communities, churches, uh, or everywhere, everywhere we receive justice. But not only that, we even receive justice for the poor because we pray unto a just God. So there are advantages indeed of living a prayerful life, in other words, of cultivating this godly habit, this habit of prayer. It is so important. We can't live effective lives as children of God without prayer. But don't despair if you are not yet as a child of God. You are saying, I don't know what you are talking about. I don't have a relationship with God. Don't worry. Don't despair. Just hold on a little while. We will uh, pray together a prayer of salvation. So I just want to say to you, the most important prayer you will make in your life, it is the prayer of salvation. So you might not have made the prayer of salvation, of which I'll give you the opportunity to make it uh, this day. But prior to that, I just want to say to you, some of us who are already believers, some of us who are already committed to the habit of prayer, the first important prayer that we ever made in our lives was the prayer of salvation. That's where it starts. For all of us, it starts with the prayer of salvation. And therefore, we have to invite you, we have to encourage you to make a similar prayer. So to make the, a prayer of salvation, that is to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. So at some point in time in my life, back in the um, early 90s, around 1990, 1989, somewhere there, I had to make this prayer of salvation and give my life to Jesus. I had to invite Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I had to make the confession that uh, Jesus Christ is a, a Lord. He is the Christ. He, he rose from the dead for me. I had to make the prayer. I had to make that confession. I had to make that belief. And once I made that, I became born again. I became saved. I became a child of God. And many, many years later today, in 2020, I am still a child of God. I am still in a relationship with God. And I continue to pray with God with confidence because I knew from the onset that when I said, become my Lord and Savior, he became that. Therefore, I have the confidence now today that whenever I pray, pray as his child, 
as his subject. What he does, he listens to my prayer and he answers accordingly. Therefore, I'm inviting you to make this very, very important uh, prayer to make Jesus to be in charge of your life. Because when you say to Jesus or to, uh, to anyone that they must be Lord, you are basically saying they must take charge, they must take control, they must take the steering wheel, they must drive you now, they must lead you. And that's exactly what we are today. As, as we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what is happening, we are being led by the Holy Spirit. And when we are led by the Holy Spirit, we are the sons of God. And that is so wonderful. In other words, we agree. By the time you, you, you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you are agreeing with him that you need him, you need his, you need his help, you need his direction, you need his coaching, you need his mentoring, you need his upliftment, you need, you need his empowerment. You know, we are living in tough times, in difficult times, whereby people are using all kinds of strange uh, things, doing some strange activities to get ahead. But what we really need, it is a lifestyle of prayer, is cultivating this habit of prayer, and it starts by making a prayer of salvation. Let us make a prayer of salvation right now, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Dear Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we come before you, we ask you, help us and grant us the grace to become your children to be saved. We believe in our hearts. Together with the believing in our hearts, we make the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. We make the confession together with the belief that Jesus came here on earth. He died for the sins of mankind, including our sins and we want to thank you that this Jesus as he died on the cross he was buried and he rose on the third day and 40 days later he ascended on high he went on heaven to this point this very day he continues to make intercession he continues to pray for us so Jesus Christ is our Lord so now, I just want to say to you, if you have made this prayer with me, if you have prayed with me, if you have followed this prayer with me, you are now saved. You are now born again. You are now a child of God. You are now a son of God. You are now filled with the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God comes in you immediately when you, you, you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm also going to just make another prayer right now where, uh, where I am because we know we are separated by distance, we are separated by time, but I, I believe in my heart that God can do this anywhere at any given time as long as we agree together in faith. Since you have made this prayer of salvation, you have asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until you meet believers. We can trust God this very moment for him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. 
so that you can have the evidence whereby you can even talk in tongues so that you can operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can be a fully functional child of God who is full, full of the Holy Spirit, whereby you become a new entity. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, these brothers and sisters of mine who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, wherever they are at any given time, whenever they're listening to this message, when they have made this prayer, I'm asking you, Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit with the evidence of talking in tongues right now in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit that has come upon their lives. May they begin to function as fully functional sons of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit has just come upon you. He has just filled you. Some of you, in fact, you have been born again for a while, but you could not even speak in tongues. After making this prayer, I believe that he has come your way. You'll see a dynamic change in your prayer because when you pray in the Spirit, that's a subject that will teach another day, you pray in line with the will of God. So therefore, you are now a joint heir with Christ, Therefore, your life is new and God has made everything around you new. And that will be it from me today. My name is uh, Pastor A. 